Welcome to the pre-show. Yeah, so we have to give context because whenever we record these shows, um, they don't come out right away. We don't publish them right away. We, uh, it takes a week, it takes two uh, weeks to get up. So sometimes some of the timely things we might discuss, um, although most, if not all of our conversations with our guests are, I would consider evergreen. Mm-hmm. But it's important to know when we're recording. So we're recording on June the 2nd. And for the past week, uh, especially, well, here in North America, but specifically in the States, um, we have seen, um, I, I don't know what to call it uh, in terms of what we could put it on an umbrella, but we have seen marches, we have seen demonstrations, we have seen riots, we've seen all of this. Um, all because of what was lit by the uh, murder of uh, a black man in Minneapolis, I want to say, um, George Floyd. Uh, and uh, many people have either seen screenshots or have seen the video of him being uh, murdered by um, up to four police officers. Uh, and so we have seen people demonstrate and be very, very angry because of this. But as you and I have, have talked before, this was um, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, right? Um, and so we have seen um, demonstrations all over. And yesterday was just the, one of the weirdest nights because. As I'm watching with my son and my wife what's happening in Washington, where there was a peaceful demonstration, but an asshole president in the States clears it so that he can get a photo op uh, at, at a church to show that he is in, that he's in charge, he's in control, um, he is a dictator. And at that same time, uh, my sister starts to have a conversation with her kids. And for those who don't know my sister, her name is Faiza. Her uh, husband's name is Irwin. And uh, Irwin is a black. Yeah, thank you. Irwin is a black American. Uh, and they have two kids, two black kids. Um, younger than four. And so yesterday, so Faiza and Irvin know before yesterday that they were going to have a conversation with their boys about racism, about you are black, your father has been experiencing this, his father has experienced this, and Malik and Kayim, unfortunately, you are going to experience this. This is what racism is. But she never thought that she would have to have the conversation at this age. And here's what happened. So I spoke with her last night. Um, she sent many WhatsApp messages. And she's given me uh, permission to, uh, to read them. And Greg, thanks for, for allowing me to do this. Of course. So, so here's what she said. I just had the first of many talks with Kaim and Malik about George Floyd 
after they heard some of our neighbors talking. Questions Kaim is asking. He's, I don't even think he's four. Can I see a picture of the policeman? Is the policeman in jail? Is the jail near our house? Will he be in jail forever or come out and look for me? How did he get to be a policeman? Does daddy know the policeman? Is this the same policeman who gave daddy a ticket? Kayim knows, and so my brother and I are asking questions. Yes, Kayim knows that one of the four policemen is no longer a policeman. He doesn't understand about the other three. And then at the end of our walk, we passed five cops on a bike, on bikes. Malik, who is probably two, Malik wanted to stop and talk, and he point blank asked the only black cop there, where is your gun? Kayim, the four-year-old, hid behind me until he felt safer and told, and told, and told, and he told all the cops, you are good, not bad, right? And then she has a, um, an emoji of her broken heart. And then my brother asks, is he okay? She, my sister replies, I don't know. He has questions all through dinner. His questions are innocent, and he is trying to understand how a policeman can be bad. The difficult questions will be when they come from a place of hurt and anger. And, you know, this is, and so I've, I've spoken with, uh, and so Greg, what I've done over the past few days is I've, I've called, I've texted, I've messaged, um, uh, as many of my friends who are black, obviously I spoke with Irwin, spoke with coworkers, spoke with people, I texted with people that have been on, um, on, on our podcasts, um, just to let them know, Hey, I'm with you. I'm standing with you. And one of the things, and we've had Irwin on the podcast before episode 50, something just go to just search Kareem Kanji, Irwin Venzant, black American in Canada. And we've had conversations before and to put it so people understand that it's not because we've been cooped up for three months and we just want to get outside. And this was a reason it is 200 years of started as slavery, turned into the 13th amendment, turned into systemic racism where and I thought it would be different in Canada, but Irvin says it's exactly the same. You walk down the street, people will go to the other, will cross the street to walk on the other sidewalk. Um, he dresses, the way he dresses out of the house is specifically to portray himself as someone who is friendly. The reason why, and Irvin is, a, is an introvert. If he doesn't have to talk to anybody, he won't but he specifically is one of the most friendliest people on the street and in public, not because that's his nature, but because it's a survival skill. It's, it's, it's a way to get people to not look at him as a suspect in whatever case or whatever point. Right. So, um, so this is not, um, as much as we've talked about with, with COVID-19, 
um, hoping that people will continue to care about other people. Um, what we are seeing now, specifically in North America, because it's happened here in Toronto as well, and in Canada as well, um, is that, is that we're, we're seeing Black people finally saying, listen, enough is enough. That's it. This is, it's, you, you've killed too many of us. You continue to harass us. You continue to jail us at unprecedented numbers. You continue to, you know, they, you continue to put, and when they say you, it's people talk about um, white supremacy or what's that other term? Um, I can't remember right now. Um, white privilege. It's not that you, it's not that you're here, so I'll talk to you. It's not that you, Greg, you're white. So Greg is putting his thumb on people. It's a, it's, it's a system that, that has allowed, for example, things to be systemically easier for someone like a Greg Tilston and harder for someone like uh, Irvin Van Zandt uh -huh. for no other reason than Greg's skin is white and Irvin's skin is black. Uh -huh. um, and so you also messaged me yesterday, Greg, saying that, um, you know, you've been speaking with your daughter or your daughter was being, you know, was very stressed out, unsure uh, of what to do, uh, what, to say. what to say. And, you know, there's, 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 there's not really a textbook here, here are 10 things you should do, but here's what I've done. And here's what I would recommend. Um, go and l watch Tyrone Edwards and, and what he talked about on CTV social, watch the, watch the original taping of that. Um, listen to Amber Ruffin. Uh, she's a writer for the daily show. Uh, go and read Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's essay. Um, I believe it's today. Morgan Campbell was on, um, uh, Steve Pakin's show. Uh, yes. So, so go and search that out. Um, go and read Desmond Cole's uh, brand new book. Listen to their episodes. Morgan, his wife, Perdita, Desmond, they've come on the show. Uh, uh, Sate, Irvin Van Zandt has come on the show. Farley Flex, Maestro Fresh West. But specifically in Canada, we do the same thing with our Indigenous uh, brothers and sisters. Um, they face the same issues that Black Americans do. So, you know, listen and read people like Tanya Talega, uh, Jay Soul Chippewar, Sarah Medanik of the uh, Downey Wenjack Fund. Go to the Downey Wenjack Fund website and understand what is happening and what they are trying uh, to do. Um, one of the most recent things I watched, Greg, is um, Michael Che, who's the uh, one of the head writers of uh, Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. His brother, if not two brothers, are... Uh, are cops or former cops. And this is what he said, and it wasn't part of a joke. He says, he's never called 911 ever in his life. And the reason is that he just doesn't feel that the cops are for him. He said, they're not for me. Like, why would I call them if I needed help when they arrive? And again, I'm paraphrasing here. When they arrive, I have no clue what's going to happen. Um, and so we who are not black, we who are not indigenous, um, come from a place of privilege in relationship to indigenous peoples here, uh, black Canadians. And yeah, we're gonna feel uncomfortable, 
it's going to be tough to figure out what to say, what not to say. Um, but I, I think, and I don't want to speak for yourself, Greg, but at least for me, um, I'm going to do my best every single day to listen more, to be more empathetic, um, and to do what I can do uh, as an individual to help influence other people, whether it's through this podcast. You and I have spoken about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I say, Greg, we've had too many white guys on the podcast. We need to diversify. We need other voices. So whether it's through this podcast, whether it's on my Twitter, on my Facebook, uh, whether it's when family members come over, um, is, is to be a friend, to be an ally. And just yesterday at our cub meeting, um, I did a quick five-minute teaching. I showed all the kids the Canadian $10 bill, right, with Viola Desmond on it. And uh, we watched a short video, and we talked about Viola Desmond, who she was, um, why she's important in Canadian history, and what um, – and, and that – I told the kids. These are 8- and 10-year-old kids. And I told them, I said, listen, if, if I cut myself – and if the other leader who's white cuts himself, we might have different colored skin. But if you look at the blood, they're all red. If you look at our skeletons through an x-ray, you can't tell the difference. Um, we're all the same. And, and, you know, pleading with them. We might come from different places. We might look different. But we're all people. We all deserve to be treated nicely. And... And, and, and I hope that through the little things that I can do every day um, and that enough people do a little bit every day that we make a big difference down the road. Well said.